The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Imagine reaching out to a longtime friend only to be met with a tsunami of grievance and accusation flooding your inbox. Thousands of words dissecting your every mistake, flaws you were unaware of, all topped off with the cutting language of therapy jargon. Now, this is not the plot of a dystopian novel. It's the rising trend of text bombing that's ripping friendships apart. So what drives this new era of digital confrontation? Uh, Why resort to a text attack when a nuanced in-person conversation conversation uh, could actually lead to a solution and a, a resolution. Well, joining me now is Stephanie Regan, co-host of the Tough Love podcast and experienced clinical psychotherapist. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, this is something that I had not come across. Explain where this yeah. came from. Well, it, it arose really from um, from an article that we noticed where um, people have been speaking about it, a number of therapists saying that they had had encountered people very hurt and feeling very damaged really by these sort of very difficult emails that they were they were getting back and texts that they were getting back from from friends maybe somebody they had just reached out to because they'd noticed a distance or so and and also highlighting that that uh, as you say using the therapy speak and the, the the words which we use to explain complex things being used in a kind of a I suppose a very focused way when you put that on one person and say, you know, you are toxic to me or um, you are, you know, being dishonest in your friendship or in our relationship. This kind of has all sorts of judgments involved, which are almost something you find very hard to come back from. So there's a lot of negativity on it um, uh, within it. I think there's a few things. I mean, I liked your your own uh, term there, digital confrontation. But I think that's exactly it, that people have become very accustomed to texting, emailing. And as we know, we've talked about this before, a certain ill at easeness that younger people have in having that one on one conversation and that face to face conversation where you can read the person, where you can soften your tone, where you can put your hand on their arm and say, I'm sorry if this hurts, but I didn't know what was going on or, you know, where you can read it and exchange sort of appropriately. There's no, there's no reading the situation when you have a big long text and you've sent it off and off it goes. You've no control of how it is received, where it lands, when they open that, how they feel at that time. And of course, you also maybe don't know the whole story that is behind it, which is private. And, you know, I often say to people in friendship, uh, I'm probably going a little too far here forward, but um, when people, you know, I often see people in these situations and I would often say to them, you know, people, friends aren't obliged to tell you their whole story. They invite you into some of their life and they, they are all equally invited to, or, sorry, equally entitled to create space and have some space mm. for from you. And that's not an insult. You yeah. don't have to take it as a big fat insult. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff I've been reading about is, is when someone reaches out to someone that they haven't been in touch with for months, uh, perhaps, yes. and they reach out and instead of getting, oh, it's great to hear from you on the text, yes. they get this text bomb in return. I mean, like, all I can do is speak from my own experience. If I meet a pal that I haven't seen for ages, it's, Mm. geez, let's let's meet for a pint. You know, you'd never dream of saying, why, why have you not been in touch, dear heart? You know, you just don't do that. So... What is it? And Possibly a gender thing there, Pat, too. I think men are very straightforward in their friendships and women are, we, we are more nuanced, excuse me, I'd say nuanced, more um, complex in that, in that we read a lot into things because that's our kind of, you know, hard wiring. We read around the situation, we read the interconnections of and the interrelationships that can be going on and the reasons 
we're kind of good at that, I think, instinctively. I'm not saying men aren't good at it, but they don't spend as mm. much time on it. And but I for think example, all the for if someone realises that someone's had a baby uh, maybe yes. four months ago and they hadn't heard and they yeah. get hurt because they weren't on the list of people to be contacted yeah, about the arrival of exactly. Emma or Sean. Yes. Whereas any young parent, any parent knows that in those months you're in a haze. You're, you're not thinking about who you should ring and who you should call. You might think of it, somebody might be able to think of it for you, but you're, you know, down, down deep in motherhood or, 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 or as a father supporting the mother. There's so much going on. And this is what I always find. This, there's a story going on that you know nothing about. And you really need to respect that. That's what, that's what needs to be respected. The thing you don't know. So the thing about these, you know, kind of text bombings is that there's a presumption of knowing and there's a lot of judgment in them. And that's a very dangerous place to go mm. with friends so, or family. Should you be sympathetic to the bomber? The person who sends you the thing uh, that maybe you don't know where their head is at. They may have gone through all sorts of vicissitudes and they perceive that you weren't there for them when they were undergoing these difficulties. Yes, but but the way to, yes, there can be sympathy. Sympathy. It's hard to engender sympathy if you feel attacked. But um, I think that the the point is that a person should. That is not the way to resolve an issue like that. If you've missed somebody, and instead of sending them. A, a diatribe about what is wrong with them and, and their character flaws. Instead, it would be a lot better to speak from the I position and say, you know, I'm delighted to hear from you. I've really missed your calls. It does seem like there's been a bit, bit, a bit of distance. Looking forward to catching up. Catch up. And within the catch up, maybe you will find out what that was. But mm. the other really cauterizes it, cuts it off, and in many ways can undo maybe a friendship that had all the potential to continue. The person sending it is often triggered. That's one thing I, I would find there. They, they can be triggered from the, um, maybe they, you know, they feel pushed out, they feel rejected, they feel ignored, snubbed in some kind of way. And, and it's out of that, that may be a feeling they've had in their life, or it may be a pattern in their life, could be a parental thing, could be all sorts of things. And they can act out of that instead of dealing with their own We would see that quite often. Now, where does this uh, therapy speak come from? I mean, because it's unlikely that the people who are sending these uh, text bombs have actually been in therapy themselves. Where Are they picking it up on TikTok or what's happening? Yes, I think so. I I think, you know, first of all, I think the, the level of mental health awareness and all of these words and terms is very, very helpful because the words to say it is in many ways what therapy is all about. So it is important that people, we know that the whole issue of sexual abuse, it's as we, as we came to have the words to understand it and to name it and to say it and have it spoken, things open up. So it is very useful that people understand these words, but it's really important and the terms and what they mean and, and all of the kind of the suffering that can be behind them, but it is really important that they are not mm. abused. Um, a final point, and it's really a parallel matter, but the, the yes. term text bomb still applies to it. And that is when someone's being bullied and, and uh, their inbox is filled with yes. multiple bullying texts from either the same individual or from mm-hmm. multiple individuals in the class, for example. Correct. That kind of cyberbullying, it's very like the text bombing is very much a part and parcel of that because because obviously you think about it yourself you know your phone rings you have a little look you keep an eye but if it's constant text 
maybe a negative text or you're this or you're that uh, with the name calling or otherwise, that's very, first of all, it's bullying, but very destructive, very upsetting and very relentless. So text bombing in that sense, in the cyber bullying sense, is about sending hundreds and thousands of texts. And we've seen that also in these these very um, high profile cases around, you know, around um, coercive control, etc. Also, these constant texting is a kind of bullying and a kind of aggression. Um, a final piece of advice from an avid listener wants to know, I recently broke up with someone I regretted terribly. We are talking. Any advice? Um, a friendship that they have broken up with and they are talking. Yeah. Well, lay your cards on the table. That's what I'd say. Be honest. I want be you back. Straight. Yes. Just say I, think I, I want made you a back. I made a mistake. I, think I made a mistake. I'd like to give this a further go if you would. Yes, and, indeed. And the 15 lovers I've had in the meantime, can we forget about those? They don't count. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stephanie, thank You're you very much for joining us. <laughs> Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist, co-host of the podcast Tough Love. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.